All right, third time's the charm, right? Hopefully. Yeah, um, hopefully we can get it going this time. Yeah, even though it's pretty much a late-season review, but we're going to consider it mid-season. Um, what were your predictions? Uh, Saints mm-hmm. and... can't remember my my prediction for the Super Bowl was Bills Rams so that yeah. was way off yeah. um yeah, I mean it might get there no 50% get there well yeah yeah the Bills may get there but yeah. just it pisses me off that what happened to the Rams now that we're like we lost to that team in the Super Bowl yeah i mean their offensive line pretty much fell apart Injuries this year. That's that's what it came down to. Um, so you had Rams, Bills. I had uh, Bucks, Bills, but <laughs> you never count out Tom Brady. But it's not looking like that will happen. Um, so you had Saints doing well, and who else? Um, I want to say it was either it was Miami or Denver. I think was the no, you, it wasn't Denver because I know you were you. No, yeah, I was. I was pretty actually. I, I, I Denver were, was probably the correct prediction I had. Yeah, you were pretty adamant on Denver. Um, it might have been Miami. I don't remember who it was. Um. Oh uh, yeah, I know I had the Saints, which. Jameis can't stay healthy. So. Did you say the Colts? Yeah, actually, I think I did. I said the Colts, which yeah. that didn't go over well either. So we could easily just listen to the podcast. And we could have, but this it's fun. It's um, better raw, in my opinion. I didn't sound right. Well, take it how you will. It's better <laughs> raw, regardless. Uh, I had. I know I messed up with the Raiders. I don't. I really don't know what's going on there. There, there's um, a coaching issue because there's no way you have a top five running back, a top five receiver, and a top five tight end, and a top ten quarterback, and you just fall apart. Yeah. Um, I was talking to a Raiders fan a couple of weeks ago, and he said that is it Josh McDaniel or McDaniel's. I think it's McDaniels. I think it is McDaniels, yeah. It's like Kroger and Kroger's. Um, Burrow and Burrows. Jesus. Yeah. Uh, somebody told me that he's trying to use a playbook from five years ago, and it's just not working with how the NFL is today. I don't know if there's any validity to that. I didn't really look into it, but I kind of took his word for it because he's a Raiders fan. So I mean, he, he might know the ins and outs of the team, but I was wrong on the Raiders. And as of right now, I'm still right on the Jets and the Commanders. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. I know. Our expectations are completely different. Oh, they're both doing a lot better than I thought they yes. would. You, you think for a team to do good, they have to be, like, absolutely immaculate. No, I think they have to be able to compete in the playoffs. The Commanders and Jets, although they're doing better, 
are not a serious competitor in the playoffs. Okay. However, what if the Bills, who are going to be a serious competitor, they just slip up and say they lose to the Titans in the first round? Just just a example. Yeah, but the Titans are a good team. Okay. That's 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 not a slip up, I would say. I mean, the expectation for the Bills generally at the beginning of the year was Super Bowl, mm-hmm. you know, but losing to the Titans who are by far and away the best team in the AFC South and they are a good team, I don't I wouldn't call that a slip up. Teams have to lose in the each round obviously. What if the Commanders and the Jets make it to the playoffs and they upset somebody? Oh, good on them. They've surpassed yeah. expectations I, by far, yeah. They've surpassed expectations making the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that that uh, in and of them's do in I and think of itself. Do I think they're going to win the Super Bowl? No. Do I think they're going to win a game? They might win one in the playoffs if they make it. Will they probably do a first-round exit? Yeah. But I think both games could be competitive. Yeah, I between think – Whoever the Jets play and whoever the Commanders play, if they make it in. The thing about it is, is they're both of those teams are a quarterback away mm-hmm. from being good teams. You know, like the Jets' defense. I was that's another thing I was wrong about with Sauce Gardner. He is insane. He has been phenomenal all year. He's probably been the best corner in football this year as a rookie. And their defense just in general is really good. But their offense is so – their offense is loaded as far as talent, young talent, but they, they just don't have a quarterback to be able to put it together. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, you're saying that for both the Commanders and the Jets? Yeah, the Commanders' defense has gotten progressively better, and the Commanders' like skill positions are really good. The, their defense isn't as good as the Jets' defense, in my opinion. But they have a nice front four. Oh yeah, they have probably the best front collective front four in football. Mm-hmm. I mean, their front four is when fully healthy is insane. Um, but the the Commanders probably have better skill positions than the Jets on the offensive end. But Heineke is limited, mm-hmm. kind of like how all the Jets quarterbacks are limited. So is Heineke. I mean, Mike White, you never know. Um, I mean, yeah, he was going against the Bears, but they play the Vikings this week, and the Vikings are 31st in points allowed or yards allowed, One of the t- still. So he might have a heyday. He might. I mean, the the one good thing about the Vikings' defense is their pass rush, which is Area Smith and Daniil Hunter. Those two are really good. So, if they can – and the Jets' offensive line is beat up. If they can get after Mike White, he's going to come back down to reality. You know what I mean? Like – I mean, if they're successful and they make the playoffs with him, I don't know why you don't just try to give him a year, see what happens. Like, everybody wants to win now and – it's it's never about winning now. It's all about the long game. You well, know? you see that with the Rams this year, right? Yeah. Like, they, they sold the farm last year to win now, and they won. But now they have no draft picks. They have no offensive line. They called Carolina about Christian McCaffrey. And Carolina, because they won the Super Bowl, didn't want to help them with anything. 
So you, you see it now. The whole win now mentality works great if you're literally just trying to win that exact moment. Mm-hmm. But if you're trying to set yourself up for the future, like the Bengals and the Chiefs have that game plan, you know, they have that blueprint drawn out. Yeah. I feel like the Jets are, you know, weird way they're going to kind of be like Giants. Like the Giants are doing well this year, better than expected. And I I heard on um, Good Morning NFL or whatever it's called that um, a lot of people think that Daniel Jones will get a contract with the Giants. Just because who who else is out there? I mean, Kirk Cousins is going to be um, a free agent. Jimmy G, you never know with him. But Daniel Jones has a lot of, I don't want to say he has a lot of potential, but Brian DeBall or Brian Dable, however you pronounce his name, he helped Josh, Dan, or he, he helped Josh Allen do really well and get better. Now, Daniel Jones doesn't have high of a ceiling, but he can get better. So, I think they might give him like a a very limited contract. And th- after next year, if Mike White does decent, they might give him a limited contract. Because, you know, I mean, the quarterbacks in the draft coming up this year aren't that desirable, like, I mean, I, I don't really see any of them that could be a true, truly be a franchise quarterback. I think there's a few with like really good upside when you look at like Will Levis, Bryce Young, and C.J. Stroud. Mm-hmm. I would say Hendon Hooker, but with the with the injury and he's thirty two, his age, yeah, yeah. exactly, yeah, his no, age. He's, he's gonna be twenty five. It's um yeah, but Levis, Stroud, and Young have great upside. I think the most upside is probably Stroud, while the most NFL ready is probably Levis, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but none of them are gonna be a Joe Burrow, a Justin Herbert, a Trevor Lawrence, you know. I wonder who the last quarterback was that wasn't phenomenal to win a Super Bowl. Probably Joe Flacco. I mean, you could say Big Dick Nick. Yeah, but probably probably Nick Foles, but they were on a they were cracked out that year. They, I don't they know, just they got were on something they, else. I think year. they got really hot. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think Nick Foles, Joe Flacco. Who else? Actually, you know, since the turn of the century, there have been a lot of there have been a fair amount. About once every five years, there's at least a quarterback that isn't the best, but he leads his team to a Super Bowl. Nick Foles, um, or leads his team to a Super Bowl victory. Nick Foles, Joe Flacco. Was it Brad Johnson for the first Bucks? Was that him? Um, I, so. I honestly don't remember. That sounds right. Something yeah, and Johnson. then Trent Dilfer. So four in the past 22 years. You know, maybe we're bound and determined to see another subpar quarterback win. Mm-hmm. But, um, I mean, you ultimately, but that, I mean, that kind of goes to 
show it, right? Like, you need a good quarterback to consistently be a competing team, right? Like, you can, like with the Jets, you can have a phenomenal defense like they do. You can have good skill position players. But if you don't have the quarterback in the playoffs, it generally will not work out for you. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, you're you're generally – you might get a win, but then you're done. Um, whereas – Ryan Tannehill. Yeah, exactly. You know, that, that Titans team is really good. They're really talented. But they – Ryan Tannehill – and he's a solid quarterback, but he's limited, you know. Um, on a side note, I'm – trying to bring up, like, all the records and stuff on the ESPN app. And I saw um, an article for the college football playoffs and all um, all the experts are saying that um, in the Fiesta Bowl it will be Michigan versus TCU and then it will be Georgia versus Ohio State in the Peach Bowl. It, I so. mean, it it could be. I I hope it's TCU, but I I also could see them giving Alabama the nod just because it's Nick Saban. Hear me out, though. If this is right, because the the number one seed gets to pick. I, I'm air quoting for the people that are listening. They get to pick where they play. Um, and obviously, Georgia's going to pick Atlanta. And then that would, by default, that would send Michigan and TCU out to Arizona. Hear me out. If that happens, don't sleep on TCU. Texas to Arizona, that's not very far distance. For a lot of t- for a lot of fans to go there, I'm, I'm, you get what I'm saying, right? I, I get what you're saying. You are a very hopeful college football fan. I'm looking at it like, if that's the playoffs, Georgia's walking through everybody again. You think it, so? Yeah, I, I think I think Georgia's just. I think the only I mean you know Michigan and Ohio State could pull an upset. I think, but. I, I, if it were Michigan, yeah, I I, th- I just think Georgia is so much better than everybody else right now. Well, with this, if this is true, like if this comes to fruition, the ESPN executives will be watering at the mouth <laughs> for a potential Michigan Ohio State. Rematch for the national yes, championship. Like, that would look, be really that, cool. What, you know, I remember when um, UK went undefeated through the whole season, and then uh, they were on one side of the bracket versus Wisconsin, and Duke was on the other side versus Michigan State. And I remember, like, just I, I read an article that said um, the CBS – Executives are just hoping and praying that UK wins. They knew Duke was going to win against Michigan State because they were a seven seed. But UK, Duke, 
do or die national champion, undefeated UK. Coach K, you know, doing his thing. Like, what what better ratings could you have than that? You, you honestly couldn't. Yeah, I, I, you know, I think back to that Kentucky-Connecticut national championship game where they were both, like, seventh seeds. Yeah. They had to wonder, like, that had to be good because they're both big programs. They had to be like, oh, this is good. But at the same time, neither of them were that great this year. So mm-hmm. this is kind of weird, you know what I mean? But that's um, that's why I like college sports. That's probably the main reason I like college sports. And I guess you could say this for any sport that doesn't do playoff Series, single elimination yeah, sports, single, yeah. single elimination sports. Because, yeah, the Bengals were a good team. They just got hot. So, not not downplaying what they did. They their just got defense hot. got hot. Honestly, like their yeah. offense was is always going to be good, but their defense but, stepped up and they've really kept it rolling this year. So, a, a seven seed and an eight seed get hot and then they meet in the that that's unheard of. They meet in the national championship. TCU, they just, I mean, they beat five ranked opponents throughout the season. They were doing good. People kept losing. They kept winning. Um, I think they scored a touchdown. I think they scored a touchdown. Yeah. They didn't review it. I, I think yeah. they did score a touchdown. Yeah. But, I mean, it, it's, it's all about getting hot, so, and – like another thing too is last year Georgia they were hot all season long and then they lose to Alabama and everybody's like oh man Alabama's going to win go, again old yeah. St. Nick again you yeah. know um but that game they lost and and same for Ohio State like this year Georgia lost to Alabama last year in the SEC championship they lost they kind of had like a little soul searching Time, and then they recouped or recouped, destroyed Michigan this year. Or they they went on and won Ohio State and even TCU. Ohio State lost to Michigan. They were hot going in. TCU hot going in. Lose Kansas State. Real close game. Maybe that's what they needed to kind of just you know reevaluate everything. And you never know. It could be. Could be Ohio State versus TCU. I mean, the the one thing TCU has going for them is Kansas State was top ten team, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's the one thing they have going for them, and I think that would be the argument. Well, we beat how many ranked teams, and our only loss was to a top ten team. You know, that that would be my argument for TCU, but the committee loves Alabama. They love the SEC, so I. Well, I I hope Ohio State gets in so all these Big Ten fans can shut up about, well, they love the SEC. You're never going to see two Big Ten teams get in. Well, here you go. They're in. Yeah. Stop complaining. I mean, yeah, I I think Ohio State has more – you and I disagree on this, I think, but I think Ohio State has more of a claim to get in than Alabama just because they have one loss – and if you look at the game, <coughs> excuse me, if you look at the game, 
it was pretty close up until a little bit into the fourth quarter. <clears throat> Clear that throat, man. I'm trying. Both uh but both teams I think both teams they were hitting back and forth and then Michigan just broke off a couple big runs, you know. Um all credit to Michigan. I'm not one, I love Ohio State, but I'm not one of those fans that's like, oh, Michigan got lucky. Like, no, Michigan down the stretch beat them. That's that's all there is to it. But it it was it was a good game up until the fourth quarter. Mm. I'm looking at all the other bowl games. Potentially the the projections. Um ain't too bad. I always like those, um, like the Gator Bowl and before, what was it, the Outback Bowl, the Gator Bowl, um, the Capital One Bowl. It was basically the games, not the New Year's Six games, but they were on New Year's. Does that make sense? Or they were right around that time? I get what you're saying. I always like that. Um, They were always the teams on the outside looking in. Uh, The college football playoff expansion, though. The college football playoff expansion, that's going to make it a lot more interesting because the more teams that get in, the better chance you have, especially in a single elimination setting, to get a an upset national champion. You know and, what I mean? And that goes – that makes me, you know, uh, revert back to the teams getting hot. Coastal Carolina could get – no, 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 with, with this expansion – well, they just lost to Troy, but that's what I'm getting at. Teams like Coastal Carolina, if there are teams that have one loss, okay, hold on, how can I say this? All right, if Alabama loses one game, that doesn't necessarily hurt them too much, right? It doesn't necessarily hurt them too much, but if a team like Coastal Carolina, Cincinnati, if they lose one game, their season, their hopes of getting into the playoffs are over. Now, that one loss to, for Coastal Carolina, that's not that much of an issue now with the playoff expansion because if there are 12 teams, I assume it's going to be the Power Five, right? The Power Five conference championship winning teams so there's five and then are you just going to have the other seven best or are you going to have how many conferences are there all together uh it's going to be the power five all power five winners and then seven sec schools that's that's going to be the college football stop um the five power conferences the aac Who else? So that's six. And then I guess you could have, I mean, there's still going to be that, like that 13th, 14th team that got in. But what I'm getting at is, like, apparently last year UC barely got in because of the whole Baylor-Oklahoma State thing. Had Oklahoma State won, they would have put. They would have jumped UC. Yeah, yeah, they would have jumped UC. Now, that's no longer an issue. So if Coastal Carolina is undefeated or Boise State's undefeated or they have one loss, you kind of got to put them in there. Yeah, that 
like as a fan, that for me, it's a mixed bag because like, yeah, like Coastal Carolina or Boise State, it's like, oh my goodness, they have a chance to actually play for a national championship. But then in the back of my mind, the rational fans going, yeah, but they're about to get smashed. I mean, I want to know. They might win a game, but eventually they're going to get smashed in this tournament. The four teams are going to have, the the, the top four teams are going to have a bye, right? And then eight teams are going to play. Those eight teams, four of those eight teams are going to go to the nine through 12 are going to go to five through eight, right? I think that's how. And then that's when they're, once that's done, then are they going to do like bowl games? Because with the 12, maybe I'm seeing it wrong, and I hope someone can correct me on down the road. But with 12 teams getting in, I think the bowls are kind of irrelevant. Especially now, because if if you're like the thirteenth team getting in, like, what are you striving for? I mean, yeah, the only bowl that I feel like it has any relevance anymore is the Rose Bowl, and that's just because it's the Rose Bowl. I mean, really, most of the bowls lost their relevance. Obviously, not to the teams because the teams that are in it want to win, you know. Um, but most of the bowls lost their relevance to fans when they made the college football playoffs. It's like if it's if it's people still care about the Rose Bowl, but outside of the Rose Bowl, if you're not in the college football playoff, nobody cares. Yeah, last year Utah was at the uh, Rose Bowl against Ohio State, and I mean the fans thought that was they were playing for the national championship. They really did. Like that was their their one shining moment. Their, yeah. Their, but like, the Rose Bowl's always been big, right? Mm-hmm. Like in college football. So I think I think that's the one like I said, that's the one bowl that you can kinda say still matters. Um, but I mean it, All right. I want to I'm trying to think of how they would do that. So the first week you would have four through twelve play or you'd have 5 through 12 play. And then, so that would be one week. And I assume what they would do is the first week of December, or the the first weekend of December would be when they have the conference championships and then they announce the, the playoffs, right? I assume you would take a one-week bye, maybe, and then start playing the games after that just to kind of, you know, take a break or something, get that going, because that's how they do the bowl season now. They're announcing, and then I don't think they play a bowl until December 16th, 17th, something like that. So take a week off, so then that would put you at like – Damn, that would put you at Christmas. That would no, no, it wouldn't. That put you a week before Christmas. So then you would play that game. Then it would be down to eight. Then you would play the week of Christmas. I mean, you essentially have four weekends of the college football playoff at that point. Okay. Damn. 
teams are going to be like 16, 17 now. It's crazy. Anyway, it's whatever. Time will tell. I want to get back to the NFL. I was going to say, we kind of got off yeah. on a tangent there. Um, so, what do you think is going to happen in the next six, five, six weeks? Um, as much as I'd like to see, like, the Jets in, I don't think they're going to make it. I mean, I right now, in the AFC at least – this game today, the game of the week at 425, Cincinnati and Kansas City, potentially has major implications on the playoff seating, right? Like, because – but so does Miami-San Francisco. So, I mean, I, I think that Kansas City, Cincinnati, and Miami are probably the three best teams in the AFC with Buffalo on the outside looking in. And the only reason Buffalo's on the outside looking in is because they have so many defensive injuries to good players. Um, but and then in the NFC, as much as I, you're gonna, you're gonna get a big kick out of this. As much as I hate to admit it, because I can't stand them, I think Dallas is the best team in the NFC right now. Um, their defense, their offense. Hola, just, hola, 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 we them boys. I cannot stand them. I'm a Bengals fan, and okay. I dislike Dallas more than I dislike any team in the AFC North. That's how much I dislike Dallas. But they are the best team in the NFC, in my opinion, right now. Maybe San Francisco can make an argument. This is my thing. Okay. With Dallas. Probably anyone who is 35, not like 35, 34 age range, they might have remembered the glory days just a little bit of the Dallas Cowboys. But they they really, they might remember it, but they don't know, they didn't really understand and experience it truly. I'm not a Dallas fan, but I realize they are the NFL's team, America's team. I don't necessarily root for them, and this is not going to make sense. I don't necessarily root for them, but I want them to be a legitimate contender. I want them. I want to see them in the NFC Championship games. I want to see them in Super Bowls. So. Like Tom Brady has been like pretty much the villain for like twenty years, but who was the villain before that? The Cowboys. Who's going to be the villain now? Tom. Bra- Let's be honest. I'm gonna pull a Colin Coward here. Mahomes. Mahomes will be the villain. I mean, are you sure he's? He, he, he already is. Are you really? Yeah. You can't hate him. No, he's you can't. Just a good guy. But you can't really hate Tom Brady either. I mean, Tom, you just get tired of seeing Tom Brady. It's it's going to be the same thing with Mahomes. You're going to get tired of seeing Patrick Mahomes. You know who he's going to get tired of seeing? Joe Burrow. Yeah, we beat. Um, but I, I, knock on wood. I get. We, we still have to talk about that game too. Yeah, I get what you're saying. Um, it's it's so weird that we're brothers. You don't like Ohio State. You, uh, like, uh, you uh, like the uh, Cowboys. Uh, 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 I'm I can't. stop you right there. I'm, no. I don't like the fans of Ohio State. 
Okay. I The Cowboys will I ever buy a jersey? No. Will I watch them on TV? I might like watch a couple plays, you know, a couple sets. But do I think Dak's the guy? Some days he's a game manager, some days he's on fire. That that's just how it is. Like maybe he's on fire against bad teams. Okay, are they going to win a a game in the playoffs this year? Absolutely. And the the Cowboys. I was looking at the Jets, and I'll get to the Cowboys. I just want to say because I have the Jets pulled up. I think the Jets will make the playoffs. Vikings, Bills, Lions. Those two are away games. Then they play at home against the Lions, at home against the Jaguars, go to Seattle, then they play the Dolphins. Okay. Dude, that's a rough stretch. What? I mean, yeah, they're playing the greatest player to ever play at 1, at one o'clock on a Jer- Sunday. Jared, cough it up. I get it. Yeah. Who? Jared, cough it up. No. T- today, they're playing the greatest 1 o'clock player of all time, Kirk Cousins. Bills next week, which I think, I guess, I watched this TikTok where they predicted that the Jets are going to win and beat the Vikings. I'll have to show it to you. It's kind. It's like a conspiracy theory. Um, but they played the the Lions at home, the Jaguars at home. They already have seven wins. So they played the Lions at home and the Jaguars at home, and then. By week 18, you know, which is pretty much the most irrelevant week of the year, the Dolphins will have probably already won or got in, got a playoff berth, so they'll probably sit all their starters to rest them. The Jets will – I think the Jets will win at least 10 games, and they might win 11 because, hell, they might sneak by the Bills, and then they might sneak by the Vikings. I'm just – Set like it's it's possible. You're, you know what's going to You happen? have a lot of faith in the Jets, a lot more than I do, because I don't think you said they get Jacksonville and Detroit. Those are not easy games. Both those teams are very competitive. They they're not the best teams, but they do play well and they're very competitive. I'm pretty sure I said this on the last podcast that you were on here with me. As a Bengals fan, and seeing them suck. For so many years, except that, like, five-year stint, that those two years with Carson Palmer and then that, like, five-year stint uh, with Andy Dalton. They were good, but they were the Titans. They were the, um, who else? They were the Cowboys, the Vikings. You knew they were going to probably sneak in the playoffs, but they weren't going to do shit. But now, like, we got someone legit. You know, we literally have the greatest human being. Like, people, Joe Burrow walks outside and people bow to him. Oh, I thought right? you were talking about Drew Christman. Who? The rookie punter. I was going to say, man, it's really cool that Joe Burrow gets to play with Drew Christman. No, Joe Burrow gets to play with the Clark Harris. <laughs> right. Well, he, apparently not, because he hasn't played all season. I, I think he's I think he's back in. I I'm heard, pretty I, sure that's Cal Adamidas, dude. Really? I think so. I the, the, it was last first, week. First off, what are you doing 
putting a 37-year-old, you're making a 37-year-old long snapper run on kickoffs. What are you doing? Dude, he's earning his paycheck, hello? No. That's why he tore his bicep, because there was a kickoff, and I guess he ran or something, tore his bicep. How do you tear your bicep running? All right. Probably that, like, sick-ass stash he got, like one of the hairs pulled on his bicep. But, like, yeah. When I'm, if I'm 37 in the NFL, and I'm a – if I'm 37 in the NFL, and I'm good – I'm making demands. I might not play much, but I'm making demands. You think I'm going to be running out there for a kickoff? Hell no. If I'm a long snapper at 37 years old, I'm I'm making $2 million a year to literally hike a ball every time they score a touchdown or every field goal and just make sure someone doesn't jump over me. Well, Literally, that, that, that might be the e- – besides the placeholder, that might be the easiest job in the NFL from a player perspective. I mean, maybe besides the backup quarterback, maybe he tore his bicep so it would give him an easy out to retire this offseason. I don't know, man. Anyway, we're we're getting off subject. Um, What were you talking about? You were talking about the Jets. Jets. They have seven wins right now. There are six games left. I think they could easily win three of those games. I, I, I firmly believe that. Oh, they yeah, they can. Their defense is good enough to win three of those games. I But the question, I think, is as good as the, as many good teams as there are in the AFC this year, including the Jets. Mm-hmm. Jets are a good team. Um, is 10-7 and seven going to get you in? That's the thing. I think it will. Just how competitive the the league is this year. Because to your Miami point, Miami might rest. I think that's dependent on if Miami's playing for a one seed. Because I don't believe right now there are five. Right? Yeah, but they've only got three losses. Right? Yes. Yeah. Well, so Kansas on. City's got two losses. That's let, 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 that's let my me, point I'm making. Let let me let me uh, let me clarify my statement. They are the fifth seed now. Because Buffalo won on Thursday, and Buffalo technically has more wins than them right now. Yeah. I I believe if Miami wins today against the 49ers. (laughs) Okay, never mind. So, they're the fifth. They'll be the second seed if they win today. Yeah, yeah, but let's be honest. Come on. You think they're going to win? I would pick the 49ers. Well, yeah, of course. But I, I do. Miami can win that game. What's going to happen? Jimmy G is going to win the Super Bowl. And then they're going to be in a tough pickle. Uh, they don't know what to do. Where they trade Jimmy G and sign Tom Brady this offseason. I got a Bleacher Report update that said um, both sides are are interested in working out a deal. I'm telling you, dude, it would not surprise me if Tom Brady came to San Francisco. That's where he's from. Like, at his deal's up this offseason. Was it Twitter I saw something that said Tom Brady could end up back in New England? Yeah, I did see that, too. Yeah. I, 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 don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't see that. Well, even if it does, I don't know if it would work out. I think it would be, like, 
And I think Miami's kind of past the point of trying to get him. So if he's going to play the next year, I, I think San Francisco is probably the most likely destination. All right, let's talk about them boys. Um, as of right now, the Cowboys have eight wins. They are eight and three. All right. They play the Colts tonight. Should be a win. Play the Texans next week. They are a 14-and-a-half-point favorite against the Texans next week. Then they play the Jaguars. Then they play the Eagles at home. Then they go to Tennessee. And then they end the season at the Commanders. Colts. Texans. Jaguars. Those should be should be wins. should yeah. With me, the Jaguars I, is iffy, but it, it it those three should be wins. When I say should, that is my insurance policy, because if I'm like, just two minutes ago when I said, "Come on, you really think Miami's going to beat Forty ers My luck, Miami's going to go out there and just like score thirty four, baby. <laughs> yeah, they're going to score thirty four, um, and win the game. But the should doesn't make me look bad because they should win. If they don't, I'm I'm not wrong. I'm not all the way wrong. Anyway, um, they should beat the cult. They should win their next three games. All right, against Colts, Texans, Jaguars, and then they host the Eagles at home. That could easily be a win. That's going to be a hell of a game. It is. That could be a win. And then if they – that's three straight. That's 12 games that they – if they win the next four, that will oh. be 12 games. And then based on how the season is, they could take it easy. Well, no, I think they would still have to – The Cowboys could easily win out. They they could. They could easily they're, win out. They're what? They're 3-1 and one right now in the playoff – or in, in their division. If yeah yeah no, yeah no, yeah yeah because they, they lost to Philly so they could win out they could easily win out you know what they could do what I could see with the Cowboys is they could beat the Eagles if they do win that out would, that would mm-hmm. make them they have the tiebreaker four and one yeah okay and that would make the Eagles three and two okay but or they would have the Eagles would have two losses mm-hmm. I don't know if it's three and two. Then let's say they lose to the Titans or whatever. Whatever happens with the Titans, nobody cares. But when it comes to the cow, the last week Cowboys versus Commanders, if the Eagles lose, well, ain't no, because the Eagles would have to lose another game. They would have to lose to the Cowboys and another team for it to be an issue on the last week. Right. Yeah, I mean, they would have to have the same record, the same overall record for it to be an issue. I'll say Which this. could happen. I'll say this. Between the cow, it, it looks like the Cowboys are going to win a lot of games and the Eagles are going to win a lot of games in the next six games coming up, right? Oh, I, I got to tell you something about the Commanders after this. Yeah, the next six games. Um, but... I think it's 
with the Cowboys and the Eagles, I think it's going to be do or die for them to get a home game in the playoffs. Because both teams are kind of, they're winning games, but look who they're winning against. I they mean, just lost to the Packers. Who else did they lose to? They lost to the Packers. They lost to um, the Eagles. The Eagles. Okay. And, and the Bucks and the at Bucks. the beginning of the year. But yeah. Look at the Bucks. They're five and six, and they're like the third seed or fourth seed. Um, but they lost to the Eagles, and then they lost to the Packers, who are but. The Eagles lost to the Commanders. And the Commanders, yeah. Yeah. Uh, they've commanders, only, yeah, 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 just the Commanders. So, like, they're still sketchy, so I think both teams know that they're not as good as their record shows, and they really want a home game. Well, that's, I mean, that's the thing because with the if NFC Mike, in general mm-hmm. this year, is it's like, what, what team do you trust out of the NFC? San Francisco, that's it. That's the only team I would trust out of the NFC. You know, um, I, that's why I think San Francisco right now is my pick to win the NFC because it's the only team I trust. Um, but there's really not like – I think, dude, I, I think on their best day, exclude the 49ers, right? Because mm-hmm. I, think, I think the 49ers are the best team in the NFC along with Dallas. Um, but on their best day – Name me a team in the NFC that is competing with the top three or four teams in the AFC if they're both playing their best. If they were guaranteed to have 100% their best game, move, remove the 49ers from the equation, name me the team that in the NFC that is hanging with any of the top three, four teams in the AFC. None. Exactly. Like, that's... Um, as of right now... And it's 11.25 on December 4th, Sunday, December 4th. The Philadelphia Eagles are the number one seed. Minnesota would host Washington. San Francisco would host New York. And Tampa Bay would host Dallas. Why you give me that look? Oh, I, didn't, I wasn't oh. trying to give you a look. Um... I firmly believe that Washington could beat the Commanders. Uh, damn, damn. <laughs> uh, we, we, well, we, the we, Washington we, could definitely beat themselves. We, yeah, we know that. I, uh, we need to edit that and make that sound. The Washington, they can beat the Commanders. <laughs> um, Washington could beat Minnesota. They were one, two plays away from beating Minnesota just a month ago, right? San Francisco would destroy New York. Um, Tampa Bay versus Dallas. That's that's what I'm talking about right there. You, Dallas you, you, is you, the you, better you, team, but you never want to bet against Brady. Okay, d- don't even say that. Just say Dallas not playing at home. It's hard. It's hard to not say you never want to bet against yeah. Brady when Brady's in the game. So, but, um, I mean, but the interesting, the the Giants and the Commanders are in as of right now, correct? Correct. Okay. I I saw this stat the other day, or I I read this the other day. 
the winner of the game this weekend between the Giants and Commanders has an 80% chance to make the playoffs. The loser's chance to make the playoffs drops to 40%. And they play each other. They do. Okay, now hear, hear me out on this, right? Okay. I'm going to – the the sixth, seventh, and eighth seed. And I, I'm talking the darkest of dark horses here, Atlanta. Yeah. Yeah, I can see it, When it. I, I say dark, I'm in. talking like you can't tell that that's a horse. Like it's so pitch black out that you can't tell it's a horse. All right? Th- that's the zero chance. Yeah, I know that probably don't sound right, but you get what I'm saying. Um, like they, I, I'm not even going to look into them, but they still have a chance. Hell, they still have a chance. <laughs> One or two things go their way, and they, they get hot for like three weeks. They could be the four seed. Yeah, they, they could. They, they legitimately could. Um, anyway, the sixth, seventh, eighth seed in the NFC are in order: Giants, Commanders, Seahawks. Pay close attention. The Giants play host the Commanders, host the Eagles, play the Commanders, play the Vikings, host the Colts, play the Eagles. All right. That's a pretty tough schedule coming up. Mm-hmm. One, two, three, four. They play one team in the next six games with a losing record. The rest are either their division or the Vikings. All right? So, hold on. Okay. Now the Commanders, they play the Giants – Host the Giants. They got to buy next week. Um, then, oh, damn. Both these teams are fucked. <laughs> I mean, okay. They play at the Giants, host the Giants, play at the 49ers, host the Browns, and then host the, the Cowboys. So I, I want to look at the Seahawks real quick. Uh, assuming the Seahawks have a couple division game that aren't the 49ers, they have an easier schedule. Oh, oh, already. They play the Rams, who Matt Stafford's out for the year. They should win. They, they're they a six-and-a-half-point favorite already. Um, Then they host the Panthers. They're also a six-and-a-half-point favorite for you betters out there. Then they host the 49ers, which are the 49ers – more than likely going to beat them, yes, but the twelfth man—that's a thing. If if Seattle beats the 49ers, are you willing to say Seattle's better than the 49ers? No. Yeah. Okay. That's what I thought. Um, so they play they play the Rams twice, the Panthers host the 49ers, Chiefs, and the Jets. <laughs> All three of these teams are kind of screwed because they have to play the Chiefs at the Chiefs on Christmas Eve. They have to play the Jets, which is a potential playoff team. The Rams are not a playoff team. They have to play them twice, so I'm going to give them the the benefit of the doubt. Say they beat them twice. That gives them eight games. Then they beat the Panthers. That gives them nine games. They could go nine and eight. Mm Hmm. Hmm. And that could be uh, good you know. enough. That could be good enough. I mean, the, the 
the biggest problem I think with like with the Giants when when you say that my biggest issue is go ahead the Giants right you were saying earlier how about Daniel Jones Brian Dayball has made it to where Daniel Jones never has to do more than he's capable if I were the Giants I would go after Jimmy G but the thing oh yeah both New York teams should but the thing is, if the Giants get behind, they pretty much lose. Unless you're like the Ravens and you just collapse, you know what I mean? Because their whole their whole game should be predicated on handing Saquon the ball and letting Daniel Jones throw and run when only absolutely necessary. Um, I take back my statement what I said about the Falcons. Because the Falcons host the Steelers, and the Steelers are only a one-point favorite. Play the Saints. Play the Ravens. Host the Falcons, or host the Cardinals. And then they host the Buccaneers. Now, I don't know. All of those well, winnable we, games. All, all, those four teams I just mentioned, they're all winnable games. Well, not, you get what I'm saying. Um, some of them aren't. But, man, those four teams, I mean, they got tough games coming up. But I mean, whoever, I, I think two of those, at least two of those four teams I just mentioned will get to the playoffs. But by the time they get there, they are going to be wore out. What is it? What's that meme of um, one of those memes where it just shows a guy like beat up, you know, like oh from <laughs> South Park? Yeah. You want to go again? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't hear no bell. <laughs> yeah, they're just like, all right, let's go. Here we're at the playoffs. Um. Hmm. So I I think it will be. I'm biased here. I would love to see the first di- division to make make it to the playoffs, or all teams from one division make it to the playoffs. I would love to s- make that the AFC North. But as of right now, the NFC East could do it. They could, but a lot of things have to happen because the NFC, a, a lot of the games still being played are still to be played uh, between the NFC East or against the NFC East. Mm-hmm. So, like, the Commanders. Let me see. Mm. Where they at? All right. Um, one, two. They have three of their next six games. Well, one, two, three, four, five. Oh, five of their next games. Fuck. Three of their next five games. Are division games. Cowboys, I think they only have two division games. No, yeah, two division games. Um, let's see, New York, one, two, three, four. So four out of the next six. A lot. I mean, in a month, a lot of things are going to change. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, overall, I think the NFC is kind of screwed 
because especially if Philadelphia, Dallas, or San Francisco don't make it. You can throw Minnesota in there, but I'm not a big believer in Minnesota. Based on the seeding, I think it's going to be, that's what I mean, like take it with a grain of salt or whatever that means. But based off the seeding, I think it will be San Francisco hosting the Cowboys or vice versa. Now, it might be different, and I'm talking in the AFC champ- or the NFC Championship. Now, it might be different because they might meet before that, but I can see the those two teams making it, or the Eagles. They, two of those three teams will be in the NFC Championship game. I firmly believe that. Uh, the AFC, she, that is, that's pretty rough. Um, that's hard to predict because you don't know if you really don't know if the Dolphins are legit or not. You don't. I mean, they got that early victory against the. Um. Actually, they got that early victory against the Bills, and you know how it is early in the season. Um, any team can win. This game right here against the Forty ers I think that will be a an indicator that will say more about the the Dolphins than it will the 49ers. I think so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, I think Miami is one of the three best teams, personally. You know, they get, did the addition of Bradley Chubb. They're getting Raheem Mostert back. Shout out my fantasy team. Um, but they're... The the Bills just aren't healthy enough. They're not. That's that's my problem with the Bills right now. They're just not healthy enough. What one more thing about the Dolphins Forty ers game? I believe that all the pressure is on the Dolphins, right? The we know who the Forty ers are. We know they're legit. They had some early season issues like. Trey Lance getting injured, Jimmy G coming back in, getting in the flow of things. Random little petty losses, just kind of like the Bengals. But if – I'm going to give you a bunch of scenarios. If the 49ers win, say they blow them out, right, we're going to praise the 49ers. Oh, look how good they are. Oh, they're they're great. They're, They're a legitimate threat. And then we're going to, not us personally, but they're going to give the Dolphins a hard time because they kind of know who they are. Mm -hmm. If the Dolphins eke away at the victory, they're going to be like, "Mm, well, look, they kind of struggled against a good team, and they barely won. So I think all the pressure is on the Dolphins to do good, and it doesn't – Personally, I think if the 49ers lose, even if they get destroyed, the the overall consensus was, ah, oh, just bad day at the office. That's why I think. Now, see, my, my thing is, is I think, unless it's a blowout, I th- I'm not going to think differently about either of these teams. 
You know what I mean? Like, if it's a close game, I'm going to say, yeah, the Dolphins are still a top three team. Yeah, the 49ers are still a top two team in the NFC. Um, but I, I think the biggest game of the weekend is definitely Cincinnati-Kansas City. Yes. Let's give the people what they want. Let's talk about the Bengals. Let's talk about the Chiefs. What's going on? Do you think that they are hyping up the Bengals just a little too much? Um, I Part of me says yes, but then the other part of me, after what they did last year and what they've done, you know, outside of the aberration that was the Browns game on Halloween, what they've done without Chase and without Mixon in the lineup, and how the defense is still good even without a Bouzier. Cam Taylor Britt stepped up. Um, I th- I think they're legit. I think they're one of the three best teams in the AFC as of right now. When you say the AFC, why aren't you saying the NFL? Well, I mean we can we can do the NFL. I I I do it by. I mean, if, okay. So if I were to rank teams, I would put the Bengals in my top five. Right now in the NFL, for sure. Um, I would actually probably put them third behind Kansas City and San Francisco. According to, uh, or from a record standpoint, they're the 10th best team. Mm -hmm. But you you know records don't always show everything. Um, So it... And I do think that they are, you know, if if they get if they beat the Chiefs today, the Chiefs have to look at it and be like, okay, we have a Cincinnati problem. You know what I mean? Cincinnati's the only team that has been able to figure the Chiefs out um, consistently. So. I think the Chiefs, they sit there and they can say, you know, we're not we're not thinking about it like that. We're not thinking about a revenge game. Yes, you are. They took away your chance to get to the Super Bowl. There's no way that – I mean, and you may not – that may not be the main focus, but there's no way that's not in your head. What you does, know what I mean? What does tuna in a can mean? Oh, you're talking about that Jamar Chase tweet? Yeah. Um, I – Is he saying he's the cat – and Justin Reed is the tuna in the can. Well, I don't just know. Justin Reed's out there trying to cover what was it? T. Higby Hurst. Yeah. Like my guy. I mean, if you can do that, by all means. If you can cover three different players, which one of them doesn't even play on the same team in the same game at the same time, you're the best player in NFL history. Yeah. If you can cover somebody in Cincinnati and in LA same time. I I don't know. Um, uh, I think it'll be a good game, and I've told you this all week. I think that the team that has more at stake here is Cincinnati. Oh yeah, because for sure. If that, if, well, from one, just from a record standpoint, yeah, they they're eight and four, or they're seven and five. Um, and at eight and four, you're like, okay, you're there. 
you're like, you're, hey, you're, we're we're probably in the playoffs at this point. Yeah. You know. But if you get seven and five, you're like, man, I just uh, assuming hard 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 fought a hard fought loss. I don't know if that's a thing, but a good loss is what you're actually, saying. If you say hard fart, it hard fought. It's really close to saying fart. Yeah, but I think what you're saying is, is there such a thing as a good loss? No. no. But, well, eh, that's for another time. But what I'm saying is, if they lose, they'll be 7-5, and they will be thinking about it for a couple days, and it'll be hard going up against Cleveland at home against Deshaun Watson. We don't know what he's going to do, how he's going to be. Today will be a good indicator. But... Not really. He's playing the Texans. I get what you're yeah. saying, though. Um, but, yeah, I, I think from here on out for the Bengals, I think it's do or die. Oh, yeah. You definitely got to try and win as many games as possible. Like You have to try. You have to take it one game at a time, win every game. <laughs> I, I do think the This is my AFC championship game, though, as of right now. I think these are the two best teams as it stands today in the AFC. Miami's right there with them, in my opinion. And a healthy Buffalo is definitely there, but Buffalo's not healthy right now. So, And then if I were to go NFC, I would say probably the same thing you said. Just If you're just going by teams, I would go 49ers-Cowboys. Would be the NFC Championship game for me. Today's going to tell a lot with the Bengals and the Chiefs, but I just feel like um, if the Bengals win. The stars will align in the universe for the Chiefs and Bengals to meet at the in the AFC Championship, and then the Chiefs are going to beat them. Like you know, get over that hump. But it's hard to beat. Now I, I get it. Th- different teams. They don't have Tyreek Hill, you know. But that doesn't mean anything. But it's hard to beat a team. The fact that the Bengals beat them two times in a month, or whatever you want to call it. That's really impressive. Well, and I think a crazy thing, too, is I don't think Mahomes has ever lost in December. I I don't – I can look that up. Don't quote me on it. I know he has never lost a road division game. Maybe it's in, like, the past two years or something. He's never lost in December. I don't know. I'll Google that right now. Ever lost in December. Okay. And this is from an article from last week. The title reads, Insane unbeaten streak of Patrick Mahomes in November and December makes him even more humble. The Kansas City Chiefs are continuing a hot streak. They've won five consecutive games against the Rams on Sunday. 
or as they won their fifth consecutive game against the Ram on Sunday. Moreover, Chiefs quarterback has been tremendous this season, which is pivotal for the Chiefs' success. Um, after Sunday's win, the Chiefs created a unique record which would make every Chiefs fan really proud. As per the statistics, the Kansas City Chiefs have a 26-0 record during November and December. I'm assuming underneath Andy Reid. It it doesn't say that, but that's what I would assume. Huh. Or since Mahomes got there or something like that, but. Yeah, I, I thought that was it. I thought he had never lost in December, apparently November either. But it would be – it would also be, if the Bengals won, it would also be the first time Mahomes has lost yeah. three um, – has lost to a team three times. Mm-hmm. So, it 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 definitely be interesting. I I do think – I, I, I hope Cincinnati wins, obviously. I do think right now Kansas City is the better team, only slightly. But this is – I think this is – because not only that, but if Cincinnati wins this game and they continue to win, you could create an interesting sequence at the end of the year where Cincinnati is not only playing Baltimore for the AFC North title – but they're playing Kansas City and Miami. They're also playing against Kansas City and Miami for the one seed because let's say all of them go in with the same record in the last week and they all win, right? Cincinnati, Miami, and Kansas City all go in with the same record the last week and they win. If Cincinnati beats Kansas City... They hold the tiebreaker over Miami and Kansas City, so they would get the one seed. But, yes, a lot has to happen, and Baltimore has to lose. But that's why I said said what if. You know, there's a lot of what-if scenarios created if Cincinnati beats Kansas City today. Baltimore's, what, 8-3 and right now? Mm, No, they're 8-4. and They're 7-4. and Are they? Yeah, they lost Jacksonville last week. Oh, okay. So they basically have to lose another game. Yeah, they have to lose another game. We have to win a game just for us to yeah, be ahead. Mm-hmm. And the 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 Cleveland game against um, on Thanksgiving or on Halloween. I think the people wonder that why that was an aberration. <coughs> oh, excuse me. Sorry about that. You're excused. People wonder why that was an aberration. I think it's because um, Zimmer passed away. Zimmer's son passed away. Wow, way to bring in a death. I mean, but, uh, I mean, that's, because, like, Cleveland has their number, but that was very uncharacteristic, so. Um, Well, yeah. I don't know. It's, that, that game's in the past. Can't bring it back. Just got to move on. Beat them next week. Um, you can, uh, yeah. I don't know. It's A lot has to happen. Um, I'm excited for it. But um, 
I mean, you're going to the game today, so have fun. But if they lose, don't come back. <laughs>